Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. If you might notice, I might not have my usual energy today. Um, I got to be a little careful talking. I had a little dental surgery yesterday, so uh, my mouth is not what it normally is. So, you know, I'm going to rely a lot on my guest today to do most of the talking. But first, of course, I'm going to get to a little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. Um, And of course, you can always find it at everydayawakeningbook.com. And it's really quite interesting that this happens to be the uh, section of the book for today, because I just wrote another blog post without looking at this one of the same title and on the same topic. And this this uh, section is called All of Life is Lived in the Present Moment. Living in the future is easy. We do it some, we all do it sometimes. We look forward to an event or a goal and allow it to consume our intention until that special day arrives. Then the future is here. We have made our goal or accomplishment. Now what do we do? We set another goal, which is all fine and dandy unless it keeps us from living in the present moment. When we live in the present moment, we can still march towards our goals. Yet we are more aware of our steps. We see more of our surroundings. We feel more of the wind on our face. When we are truly being present to our lives, we are fully engaged. We pay attention to the here and now. When we live in the future, we put off our enjoyment. We delay happiness. We forgo our peace and live as if we are constantly running. Not an external running, but an internal running. We are always longing for the next big thing, the next shiny object, the next promotion. When we are present, we are living our lives to the fullest. We are happy, sad, joyful, terrified, anxious, and much more. And we feel all of it. Um, we feel it deeply in our whole body. This can be scary and exhilarating. Mostly, though, it is just what it feels like to be alive. We can share our presence with those we love in a manner that truly serves. And we can revel in the moments that make us feel amazing. It is all here waiting for us in the present moment. How can you be more aware of the present moment? Can you see what you do to take yourself out of presence? You know, it's really quite interesting because I I, I wrote another blog post, and you can find it on talkradio.nyc, literally the same name, but very different content. But I guess it's just an important reminder. And for me, it, it comes up more and more the importance of being present. And I really feel it's one of those things that's most challenging today because there's so many things to take us out of presence. And at the same time, 
it is one of the most powerful places to be, to be truly present. Not very comfortable many times, because oftentimes things are going on that don't feel so good, that aren't very comfortable. But when we take ourselves out of presence for those things, then we take ourselves out of presence for everything else. And then we don't really enjoy our lives. We're not really fully here. So it's it's sort of a catch-22. We can't pick and choose what to be present to and what not to be present to. Because the more we take ourselves out of presence, the more it becomes a habit, the more we're just not present. And with our cell phones and technology and the pace and speed of things today, everything is is running so fast. We're so distracted. We get out of presence at a drop of a hat. So I guess that's why I feel it's so important that we really spend some time focusing on being present, on undoing all the pain and hurt and trauma we've had so that those voices in our head can calm down and we can truly be here right now in this moment, whether it's with another person like a guest on a show, or whether it's just with ourselves. Because the past is already gone, the future hasn't happened yet, and all we have is this present moment. And so I'm just going to ask my listeners, as you listen to this episode, be really present to the conversation. Be present to the breaks. Be present when the theme music plays. Be present to how does my voice sound different than it normally does. Be present to how my guest's voice sounds. Let's just take this this little bit of time and let's just use it as an opportunity to practice being present. And then hopefully you can carry that forward into the rest of your life. So that's the all about um, presence. All of life is lived in the present moment from my book, Everyday Awakening. And if you haven't gotten it yet, please make sure to go to everydayawakeningbook.com and pick it up. Okay. <clears throat> now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome back to the show because uh, he's been on the show before a shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and and three-time best-selling author, Itzhak Buri. Itzhak is an international shamanic, a leading shamanic teacher. He's a healer, a speaker, and he, and he was born in Israel on a kibbutz, and he had a fine art career and, and owned an award-winning boutique ad agency in New York City. A midlife crisis led to his shift from a skeptical atheist and business executive to a passionate believer aligned with his life purpose. Since 1995, Itzhak has bridged the spiritual and practical wisdom his indigenous and Western teachers entrusted to him. He was initiated into the circle of 24 uh, Yachakas of Imbabubra. (laughs) <laughs> by the Quecha teacher in, in uh, Ecuador and the Amazonian Canamare Paje in Brazil. 
Um, he's the founder of shamanicportal.org, the Andy Summit, and co-founder of the New York Shamanic Circle. And if you're in New York City and you're into anything shamanic, you know Itzhak. He's on a major global spiritual center faculties. He's received the Ambassador for Peace Award from the Universal Peace Federation and the UN. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Itzhak. Well, thank you very much for having me back. It's it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, it, it you you have so much uh, beautiful wisdom to share with people. Um, I I couldn't think of any anyone better. And and also just to let you know, last week I had on Stephen Gray, who was the editor of the book, uh, uh, "How Psychedelics Can Help Save the World," and he puts on a, a plant medicine conference in Vancouver. So we got a theme running here. <laughs> well. You know, I, I actually like very much what you're talking about being in the moment. And uh, one of the things that I think that is so important, you know, I just came back from the Amazon. I was there for in Ecuador for a month mm-hmm. uh, and I brought a group there. And one of the things that we did uh, this time, which was very different than the other trips that I t- took people in, is that um, I we try not to do much. Mm-hmm. We try to be uh, in the moment uh, breathe, be, uh, be with the river, with the trees, and not plan. Uh, things happen in the way they turn out to be. And it was a huge difference because um, people, nervous system, uh, come down and they became more receptive for the plant medicine, for the, all the other healing medicine, and for the teaching that the, the, people, the shamans were giving. But it was a beautiful um, way of uh, you know, expanding on what you are talking about, uh, about being in the moment. And I think that one of the things that is so different between indigenous people and our society is being in the moment. Yes. And I think it is so important to uh, protect the indigenous wisdom uh, to remind us that not everything has, is, is Facebook, Twitter, not everything yes. is another mo- about money, not everything is about achievement, it's about being. Yes. And when you, are, when you are there in the in the mountains or in, in the, in the forest, in the forest, in the jungle, uh, you really understand that. But you also understand like, uh, uh, um, many people from our culture is coming there to help them to, <laughs> to bring them into mm-hmm. the, into, and this is the clash of cultures in many ways, because our culture is all about planning, mm-hmm. all about planning into the future. If we do that, then we'll do that. If we do that, we'll we'll have more. And then, and I'm not saying that this is bad, but I'm saying that uh, there is a conflict between. Um, we, we were in the Saikopai uh, or Sequoia tribe in Aguarico in Ecuador, uh, and they um, they really appreciate their uh, being in the moment. Uh, they will hunt when they need. They'll fish when they need. Uh, they will sit and chat and laugh and do nothing. In, in our in our mind, it sounds like 
they're wasting their time. They could have done something better, right? But for them, it's, it is about uh, the joy of life. Yeah. Being, being in the moment or being in with life, with the trees, with, you know, being, being part of the, or part of the, um, the matrix of the universe. Yeah. Uh, if you want to call it like that. You know, it was interesting. I've been to Ecuador, not for a plant medicine journey, just, just for a vacation. And we did get a chance to, to go into the Amazon a little bit. And when you can not just like walk through the jungle, but really pay attention, it is so alive with the insects and the birds and the animals. And when you can really just be in the present moment and feel all that as a fellow city dweller in New York City, it can almost be overwhelming how much life there is. And and I found it quite fascinating that uh, um, it's not that uncommon that people go down either to Ecuador or Peru or Colombia and they do a plant medicine ceremony and it's actually too much for them mm-hmm. because we're so used to this almost sterile environment that's not teeming with life the way it is in the jungle. Well, that's, a, that's the difference between doing plant medicine in the Amazon and do it in a, in a basement in Brooklyn or yeah. some other places. Because uh, what you are experiencing is the, the fullness of life, the fullness of the universe, the fullness of, uh, of the matrix, uh, the connection, the deep connection that you have with, with nature. And so um, vision or the experience is, is, a, is a full experience. It's yeah. not, and then also you don't go after the ceremony and <laughs> and you hail a taxi and go home. Yeah. Uh, you stay, you stay in the environment of that. You you continue to to, um, to process that in with nature. Right, right, and it makes for a very different experience. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, let's take our first break. And when we come back, I'd like to maybe have you share with the audience a little bit of of what, you know, really has been you've learned from the indigenous elders, especially recently, um, that you think is important for people to know today. Because, you know, one of the things I think people often forget is these indigenous cultures have been around a long, long time, longer than modern society. And there is a lot of rich wisdom in there. Um, But because they're not, quote unquote, technologically advanced, we tend to discount that until we really listen to it. And then we find out that like, oh, my God, that actually is brilliant. Okay, Itzhak? Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. Wonderful. So you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, even after I go get an implant put in my mouth, uh, right here on talkradio.nyc and 10 a.m. on Wednesdays at, on KMET in Palm Springs, California. I do see loyal listener Patty on the live stream uh, uh, tuning in and sharing. Thank you, Patty. And we will be right back with our guest, Itzhak Beery, in just a moment. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Itzhak Biri, uh, author of The Gift of Shamanism and several other books on shamanism. Itzhak, you've been working with uh, indigenous elders for probably longer than anyone I know. Um, what have you learned from the indigenous elders over the years that's really helped you to deal with everything that we have to deal with today in the modern world? Well, I think that one of the things that I, I learned from them is that we separate between spirituality and the materialism mm -hmm. or our survival. And for them, it's all one. Mm. And uh, they're not, they don't look at uh, our spiritual or emotional being as a separate from our physical being. It's all one. And I think one of the things that is so important uh, in their uh, tradition is to make sure that you have the next fish, that you have the next food, that you are safe, that your community is um, your community, not just you, mm -hmm. uh, is all um, safe and, and, and happy. And so they have um, one, one of the things that is so important is, uh, is that they have a uh, 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 responsibility for not just for their own well-being, but also for their community, mm -hmm. and that that the idea of uh, 
uh, community sharing responsibility for each other, the idea that you are not feeling alone, that you are not separate, that you are not get, you're, you're not going to get uh, hungry or you're not going to be left alone. But mm-hmm. there is, a, there is a, a tribe or family that take care of you. And I think that one of the things that, I mean, our biggest disease in, in our uh, Western culture is our separ- that, that believe in separation. Mm-hmm. They believe that, that I can do it, but I don't really give a damn about what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the idea is that um, we are all in it together and our, my well-being depend on your well-being. Right. And my well-being depend on if I can have the fish and the yucca, yucca uh, this, in, to, to eat. And then I can share it with other people too, or we can all share at the same time. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a clash of cultures in many ways. Um, their, their cultures, the indigenous cultures, is about sharing. It's about um, what, what maybe a Republican Party would, would say that it's a, it's a socialist, <laughs> socialist right. culture. And uh, our culture is about, uh, you know, how much I can get for myself right. and without regards to others. And so th- that gives uh, uh, them um, uh, such a s- strength and s- uh, emotional, physical, and spiritual strength. And again, you know, they don't separate between spirit and material. Mm. It's all the same. Right. And like when I, when I was uh, asking them, you know, like we we, in, we teach shamanism um, based on some kind of um, belief system that they it might be different, you know that. Mm-hmm. But for them, uh, they 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 uh, they live in between the world. They live um, in the physical and uh, and un- unseen world. They live in uh, in harmony of that, in re- in relationship to that. So nature, the physical world, and the spirit world, the um, the star people, the, the the tree people, the animal people, they are interwoven into their life. It's not separate. It's not like they have to work here. To create, um, to create, to build a build a house here, um, and then they will pray here. It's all together, and I think that that makes a huge difference in um, in the well being or the consciousness of, of a person. Because um, when you do something, if you can re- if you can hold that. Um, it's not just the physical aspect of what you're doing. There's also emotional and spiritual or uh, unseen, what we call spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the, then, then you become more whole right. as a human being. And, and I think that you're, you probably agree that we, we all feel very um, <laughs> separated from... The, yes. the physical part of us, I mean, how many people have so much material when they are so poor in, in the soul yeah. department? 
in, in the soul, even in emotion. In some ways, I see it kind of as it's a clash of, of different models of physics. Exactly. So much of the Western world, the way it's made, is based on the Newtonian model of physics, that everything is made up of discrete, separate little particles. But that's an outdated mode of reality. The more we learn about uh, quantum mechanics and 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 around the truly uh, physics of the really th- tiny things, it's not discrete little particles. It's actually waves, and it's actually not separated. It's connected. And now they've been doing experiments that show that you know. Uh, uh, um, a, a particle spinning in one direction here, million miles away can spin in the same direction and they get entangled. And that, you know, the, this universe, everything is much more interconnected, is much more connected on a quantum level than ever before. And it and it's, sounds like from what you're saying is the indigenous cultures never lost that sort of mindset, that sort of way of being that developed thousands who knows how many thousands of years ago and and while we've sort of lost that because of supposed uh, you know quote unquote science and and we haven't caught up with the newer science which actually takes us back to what these indigenous cultures have known for thousands and thousands of years yes I, I, absolutely that's exactly right and i think that that is why it is so important for all of us to help preserve indigenous cultures in its origin, um, in the jungles, in Ecuador, in whatever countries, um, or in the mountains, any indigenous cultures. And they are today, they are under so much pressure to become us. Yeah. And the more we understand that uh, what we give them is um, might be uh, a, a technical solutions to, to issues, but we are uh, ripping them off from yeah. uh, their their way of being, way of seeing. And I think that it will be quite a sad world to have uh, all our world believe in what we believe. Yes. And not have any other model yes. to look at, at reality. Because their reality, to, from my point of view, uh, being with them for quite a while, is, is more human. Mm. It's, more, um, it's, it, it's more true or um, it's, it's more whole. Yes. We give them version of reality that isn't truly truly uh, disconnected and no wonder we have uh, so much conflict in our society today because there's no self-responsibility, there's no sharing, there's no, uh, no, no compassion, no empathy. Um, actually, all of those, all of those qualities is considered um, not macho or, or not, not a good thing to have. So, yes, so I think that our interest in the Western society today is to keep those people who still carry different uh, role, different uh, way of 
being or thinking or model for life as much as possible. Because that's, for me, if you're talking about, about hope, that's the hope. Mm. Because our culture is a dead end culture. Yeah. Really, there's no other way to look at it. Like we are pushing and pushing, pushing forward um, on a technological or on the separation, but we are we don't have any solutions for society. Really not. Right. And the only the only model we have is the indigenous cultures, who still carry some of it. And the struggle in the last twenty seven years that I go there. I can see that every year there is less and less um, comp- uh, uh, less and less um, people who wants to fight for it uh. in, the, in the indigenous people because they really want what we have. Mm. They really want the, the, the cars we have. Uh, they want to have the, the the houses we have. They want to have the society we have, the money we have, the, all all the other stuff. But they don't understand that with that they are robbing themselves from yeah. their spirit, from their well being. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like they get seduced by the modern conveniences and the modern comforts. Um, which is understandable because, you know, who wants to struggle all the time? But again, it's, I think like most of us not valuing what we already have. And, and, and yeah, that would, it would be a shame to, to lose these cultures that give us this different perspective on life. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, and I think that it's also, uh, uh, um, our role as teachers of shamanic or indigenous uh, work is to bring that message to the people who are interested in that because uh, that's that's the only hope we have of a sharing, compassionate society mm-hmm. that is based on uh, the well-being of others as a well-being of yours. Yes, and it's it's not necessarily only um, learning how to journey or to, to mm-hmm. speak to spirit. It's, <laughs> it's really more about the whole concept of <clears throat> indigenous societies and the guarantee that they have for the, the, the community, the members of the community. And that's spirituality. Yes, yes. Okay, we, we need to take a, a quick break when we come back, I would love to um, maybe just touch upon sort of the, the plant medicine work because it's become so popular, but really sort of the context of of plant medicine work within indigenous culture. Because I think a lot of people sometimes they think of it as just going to get some big healing and they don't really understand the the cultural context of doing this work um, from the in the indigenous cultures. And then, um, and then the, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of take it from there a little bit. Okay, Atak? Sure, sure. Yeah. Awesome. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So, so it's uh, by some accounts, there are like just in New York City, there are hundreds of plant medicine ceremonies going on in any given weekend. I mean, there's probably thousands of them going on across the country. Um, and psychedelics have become very popular, the, the new hot thing in, in health and wellness. But the indigenous cultures kind of treat these medicines in in a slightly different way, don't they? Yes. So um, one of the things that is so important to understand that is the plant medicine is used as medicine. Um, it is used mostly to for the shaman to journey to find out what's the the health issue of the client. Mm-hmm. It was not usually it's not given to anyone. Right. It's only given to the client if the issue is in the stomach and uh, the, uh, the, the, the quality of the ahe or ayahuasca or natem or whatever name it is called uh, is that it's uh, antibacterial, antiviral, and uh, antiparasite. So the idea of uh, drinking uh, ayahuasca is really more about changing the pH in the stomach. Mm. or bringing back good health. And so that, that, that's the idea uh, originally. Um, it is also uh, being done many, in, very differently by, with, with many different tribes. You know, mm. and I, I had this fortune to uh, do it in... In a, in a few different tribes, and uh, I can mm-hmm. see the differences between them. 
But I really uh, like uh, the the way it was done by the Saikopai or Sequoia people in the Aguarico River in Ecuador. And also by other shamans uh, from the Quichua in Sarayaco uh, of Ecuador. And their purpose of ayahuasca or yahe is not to have visions. Their purpose of the, taking it is to open your heart to reconnect with the cosmos mm. or with the being or with the, the greater matrix of the world. Mm. Because they believe that only then, when your heart is open and you are able to open it to receive or to meet those beings on the other side, then healing can happen. Mm. Uh, it is fundamentally different than what people in the basements of Brooklyn are doing. Yeah. People in here, uh, they are waiting for God to give them uh, instructions. The people in the Amazon understand that it's not about instructions. It's about if you are able to open yourself up to receive it, mm. to be part of the universe. Yeah. Because all healing can only happen when you accept that, that mm -hmm. you can, you can, open yourself up without fear, without any limitation. And you can see this being, the sublime beings. Yes. Uh, so it's fundamentally different from what the psycho, psych, psychotherapies, uh, shamanic psychotherapies of, uh, is, is pushing now. Right. It, it's really more of a, a spiritual healing as opposed to an emotional or physical healing it, it it's it's a a a reconnection back to that greater part of ourselves in a way well we never <laughs> we right. never was disconnected <laughs> right right so uh, so the idea is to remind yourself that you can go on that translucent vines and climb up into the heavens and meet those beings and become part of it again. So it's, mm. it's a reconnection, uh, it's reconnection of our connection to nature. And when you are connection to, connected to nature, then you, your well-being is intact. Mm -hmm. It's not about understanding what your mommy did to you or your daddy did to you. It's not about the traumas that you are experiencing. It's not about all of that stuff. It's about how can you open yourself up and become one with. Yeah. And uh, they, we talked about earlier, but uh, the difference between what, what, we, what we learn from them, we learn from them that we are never really were separated. Right. That we are part of the trees, we are part of the animals, we are part of the clouds, we are part of uh, all. And they are all part of us. Absolutely. Right. And that's why it's, 
you know, it's not being our brother's keeper. We're actually being our own keeper. When we take care of each other, we're actually taking care of ourselves. And that's, I mean, to me, like, this is one of the big lessons of COVID is that one person's health is everybody's health. That's right. That's right. And, you know, when they when they had COVID over there, you know, the, the very first thing they did, they went and they caught a lot of uh, plant medicine and, and they cooked it um, and they shipped it to every person in the tribe. They didn't just do it for their families. <laughs> uh. Because they understood that if one person gets sick, everybody gets sick. Right. So the, yeah. immediately they cooked a lot of uh, not ayahuasca, but uh, different different uh, plants, um, and then they went and shipped it all all over the the, the river, mm. because uh, it was a, very important for them that everybody will be strong, not just their families. Right. Right. Which is so different than what we have right. here. You know, th- right. that's that's exactly what we are we are talking about here. But I think that it's uh, the plant medicine uh, industry now is, for me, for per- personally, I, I think it's a little dangerous mm. because, because um, it's devoid of the ceremony. It's devoid of the, the natural habitat that those plant medicine were actually created. And so there's no no fire, there's no smoke, there's no candles, there's no uh, frogs singing or mm-hmm. uh, cicadas singing, and there's no moon and sun or uh, moon or, or stars. It is synthetic, yeah. And in many ways, it's exactly what we do as a culture. We are colonialists. We take we go to places. We take what what we think were good for mm. us, we, we de- uh, extract the spiritual and the emotional um, uh, makeup of, of, the, of the plant and we bring it into a, uh, into a hospital <laughs> setting. Yeah. It is so ridiculous. It's so inhuman. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that there are not, people don't get results. But it's it's very different than yeah. what the uh, indigenous people intended, and what the indigenous people uh, use um, uh, until today. Right, right, yeah. It it's in a way we've artificialized what was something that was very natural. Yes, because uh, the people who are doing it, and I, I happen to meet some of those. People, uh, they they are scientists. They are not scientists of nature. Mm. They are scientists, and so they they extract right. the molecules. They are more interested in the molecules and the and and the, the formulas than in the experience. And they forget that human beings are not formulas. Right. Human beings are part of nature of oneness. Right. Which is what happened when you're when you are doing it in a ceremonial way. Yeah, you receive back your your humanity. You are reconnecting yourself with humanity, mm-hmm. and not just with the humanity, with all those beings that are up there. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. I don't know if you've you've done that, but um, it is one of those most beautiful experiences that you can have mm-hmm. is to reconnect to those being the sublime being that are in the cosmos. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and to not just connect to them, but feel that you are part of them and they're part of you. To have that experience when there's that lack of separation where you know to the core of your being that we're not alone, we're not separate, we're, we're not we're not on our own. So with that, let's take our last break. And when we come back, maybe you can uh, give us some some prognostication. Maybe you can let us, uh, from what you've learned from the uh, uh, indigenous elders and and some of the visions maybe that they've had of what's happening and where are things going? Because a lot of people are very concerned. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Itzhak. Everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time, right here on talkradio.nyc and 10 a.m. on KMET in California. And if you missed any part of the show, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc and you can always uh, find us on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, we're everywhere that you can find a podcast. And we will be right back and to finish things up with Itzhak Biri in just a moment. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. And 
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I hope you've been enjoying this conversation with my old dear friend, Itzhak Biri. He's uh, uh, truly special and, and truly someone uh, I, I adore, which is why I've had him come back on the show so many times. So, uh, Itzhak, uh, um, with everything going on these days with climate change and the, the war and the, the division that we have, um what have the the indigenous elders been saying what do they see uh where you know where do they see things going from here in the andes they have um this prophecy of the condor and the eagle mm-hmm. i think we talked about it uh, maybe right. other times mm-hmm. uh the the prophecy says that uh for uh that we are entering, or we already entered, a new Pachakuti, a new period of time of 500 years. So they, they measure time in period of 500 years. Mm. The, the last 500 years was the occupation of, uh, of, of South, uh, South America uh, by the Spaniard and other European people, and that's right. the, the 500 years of colonialism and, and uh, of occupation. It is the the um, the five hundred years of the setting of the masculine energy in the world. Uh. We are entering now. We actually entered that in nineteen ninety three, where mm-hmm. uh, it's the new Pachacuti. It's a new period of time where the eagle and the condor, eagle that represent the the, the north and the uh, condor that represent the south will fly in the same sky in dance of cooperation, harmony, and peace. And it's a time of returning, return of the feminine energy into the world. We are now in the beginning of that, of 500 years of the return of the feminine energy. And as ev- uh, with every change of period, there is a lot of strife war, uh, or the, the old regime trying to hold on to what yeah. they, what they believe that they, they, they own or deserve. And so that's what we see. We see a lot of people like, our pre, uh, previous president, uh, with all the, uh, dictators around the world that are scratching their the walls with their fingernails trying to hold on to uh, a system that doesn't work anymore yeah we can see that that they uh, and that's one of the reasons you, you can be um, optimistic you can see that there are more and more women now in in place of power there are more uh, more feminine energy within men who are uh, you know demonstrated by our current president that are uh, speaking to that side of ourselves, the feminine part of ourselves. Mm. But there is a lot of resistance of the old, old regime, old way of thinking. It's a it's really old way of thinking. Really, and and you know, it, it still surprises me to this day how even in Israel, which has been one of the most progressive liberal countries for so many years, recently elected. Not, not just Netanyahu, but but he created such a conservative, backwards uh, government 
that that hasn't been in Israel in 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 decades never, never. ever ever and and it's like what's happening how can that happen you know well but you also uh the counterpoint for that is all the movement yeah that is demanding a return to humanity so so that, i mean this is exactly what we're talking about it's it um it is the pull and push between the old regime that mm-hmm. that wants to keep its power they want to keep the hard edge masculinity mm-hmm. uh or the the people who are more like indigenous people, which is more the feminine energy. Feminine, yeah. And I think that that's really where the, the, the where we are now. Yeah. And our role is in the spiritual community is to give more voice to the feminine, mm-hmm. more for indigenous values, for the spiritual uh, aspect of uh, indigenous people, uh, not ch- not the churches. Not right. the synagogue, not the, but for the human values, right? Of not separation. The, the understanding mm-hmm. that understand that we are all one. Are yeah, all I've had this this feeling for a while that we really need to come together to meet the challenges that we're going to be facing in the future. That like COVID was just sort of the first wake up call. It was the first sort of worldwide challenge but that there are others coming down the pike and what they're calling us to is they're calling us to come together. It's calling us to take care of each other. And that only by working together, are we really going to get through this? Absolutely. And that's in, in a way, um, uh, indigenous way of, of seeing it, mm. and that, that, that gives me hope mm. that give me uh, a, a, a sense of, all right, so this person is is a terrible person. He's doing terrible things, but you know, you know, he's, he's not going to last very long. Mm. In in many ways, it for me, it's very pathetic yeah. uh, that m- men in a place of power could not recognize that they have a bigger mission in life than to mm. uh, separate other people to. Uh, make right. other people's life worse. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's like we only have a little bit time left. And I do want to give you a chance to talk about uh, the New York Shamanic Circle, the Andy Summit. Um, why don't you let people know what you have going on and how people can reach out to you and find you? Well, um, my website is myname.com. It's akbiri.com. Uh, there's a lot of listing there of all kinds of events that I do. Uh, the Andy Summit will be in June in uh, Amaru uh, Sanctuary in Mindu uh, in Ecuador. Uh, it will be a gathering of shamans, and you're welcome to come. And um, I, I take people on trips and workshops uh, around the world. I'm going to be in uh, Israel, London, Firenze, Amsterdam, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in Colorado, in Wisconsin. So it, 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 the year is very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I welcome people to come and learn uh, indigenous way of, uh, of healing and, and practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, I, I believe that the, the, that's the way to 
reconnect to nature and reconnect to the oneness. Yeah. Uh, reconnect it to, to your own power uh, as mm -hmm. a healer, because I do believe that we are all healers, right? Yes. We are, there's no one person who is a healer and you're not. We are all healers. We are all shamans. We are all born with, with, that, uh, in, with that DNA that uh, allow us to survive. And mm -hmm. so I think that our survival is by, uh, which is the most important thing, right? Mm -hmm. is, is, is recognizing the beauty of each of us uh, as a healer. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Itzhak, for taking time out of your schedule to come on the show today. I really appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you do and the, the perspective and the, and the, the access that you give people to these, not just to the ceremonies and rituals, but to the actual culture. Cause sometimes I feel we, we tend to extract things from the context of the culture and then it loses a lot of its meaning. Yes. And, uh, I think that it's so important what you are talking about because you can't really learn other cultures, spirituality. If you are not engaged in this, in the ceremonial part, uh, part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And again, you can find out more on his website, which is itzakbiri.com, which is I-T-Z-H-A-K-B-E-E-R-Y.com. And that will be in the show notes. So um, make sure you, you uh, take a look at talkradio.nyc. The show should be posted there over the weekend so that you can uh, get all the information. Thank you again, my brother. It's a pleasure seeing you. you. Best of luck with all your travels. I hope I can join you on one of these uh, uh, adventures sometime. And uh, I'll, I'll keep my eyes open. I, I, I have a busy year ahead of me as well. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> and thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in every week. Without you, there's not a show. I hope uh, the, the show was okay. I know a little bit different energy than I usually have because I'm still recovering. Next week, I'll be back to my old self. So thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget, later today, there's Frank Harrison and his show, Frank About Health. And tomorrow, our business shows, Philanthropy and Focus, and Always Friday. And next week, uh, uh, Sandra's taking a little bit of a hiatus um, just for this month. So uh, the edge of every day, we'll just be having reruns until uh, the end of the month. And then we'll have new shows again in March. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? 
Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 